Hello, I'm Ren Ferguson. I'm one of the ministers here at the Collinsville Troy Church of Christ, and I'm glad that you have come back today. Uh, we're going to be in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, starting in verse 10. Now, of course, yesterday we looked at the first nine verses where Paul is continuing this discussion of uh, basically human wisdom contrasted with the wisdom of God. Uh, just a quick reminder, in verses 1 through 5, he was talking about how uh, he did not come to them with or in the wisdom of men to try to impress them, but he wanted their faith to truly be in in and because of the wisdom of God rather than his wisdom. And then in verses 6 through 9, as we were talking about yesterday, he said that that wisdom from God was the very thing that they imparted to those in Corinth. Again, going back, if you remember, when we looked at the introduction, uh, there in Acts chapter 18 is when we saw... Paul in Corinth and converting those in Corinth and establishing the church there uh, in that city. And so he's reminding them all of these things just kind of by way of reminder that he gave them not the wisdom of men, but the wisdom of God. And so then in verse 10, he says, these things God has revealed to us through the Spirit. Now, what things is this, Paul? Go back to verse 9. What no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who loved him. We talked about that. We ended uh, on that yesterday. A lot of times we apply this to heaven, but Paul is applying it to the gospel. He says these things, the things that Isaiah was talking about in Isaiah 64, God revealed to us through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except the Spirit of that person which is in him? You know, I think about what Solomon wrote in the book of Proverbs, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. You know, a lot of times we can we can put on a show, we can act whenever we are around other people, we can, in essence, deceive people into thinking that we are one thing when in all reality, in our hearts, in our minds, we are something completely different. And Paul is saying, he's, he's using a pretty logical and, and basic argument here, he says, who really knows who we are other than basically us, the spirit that is in us? We know who we truly are. And he's saying, so also there, continuing in verse 11, no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. He's saying, just like nobody else basically knows us better than we know ourselves, he's saying nobody else knows God better than the spirit of God. And it is from that spirit that they received all of this wisdom. So he's saying we received it from God himself, from the one who could actually expound and teach us and show us these things. He says there in verse 12, Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit, spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God. Again, him contrasting that worldly wisdom, that human wisdom with the wisdom of God. He says, we didn't receive the spirit of the world. We didn't receive the wisdom of the world, but we received the spirit and the wisdom of God that we might understand the things freely given us by God. Now this goes back uh, to John chapter 14, one of those passages, John 14 and verse 26, where Christ said, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Christ there in John 14, 15, and 16 gave uh, the disciples and especially the men who would later be known as the apostles and Paul himself also falling into that category, 
gave them the promise that they were going to receive the Spirit, and that Spirit, just as Paul is describing here, he is the Spirit of God, therefore he knows and understands and comprehends the mind of God. That Spirit they were going to receive, and he was going to teach them all things. He was going to expound to them all of that wisdom that, again going back to verse 9, that Isaiah and the prophets and even the angels wanted to look into. That wisdom that even they wanted to uh, possess. Again, there in John 16, verses 13 and 14, Christ says, When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak of his own authority. Whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. So Paul, again, as he's discussing this topic of the wisdom of God, he's saying we obtained this wisdom from the Spirit of God. It wasn't something that they came up with. It wasn't something that they got together one, one Sunday afternoon and they sat around a table and came up with this grand story and, and started to teach it and started to preach it. He's, he's saying, no, it's not the wisdom of man. It's not the Spirit of this world. We receive the Spirit of God and that spirit, just as Christ promised, was going to guide and did guide them into all truth. And then in verse 13, he says, And we impart this in words, not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. Again, he's saying they gave the Corinthians that wisdom that was from God. Again, not taught by human wisdom, but by the Spirit of God interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual, to those who are spiritually minded. And this, this verse and, and the next few verses kind of leads into what he's going to be talking about uh, a little bit in chapter 3. I guess you could say verses 13 uh, down through uh, verse 4, or really verse 3, I guess you could say, of, of chapter 3. Is kind of a transition into what he's going to be talking about in chapter 3. But, but he says they're interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. The natural person, someone who is physically minded, someone who is bound by and I guess always goes along with the wisdom of this world. He says the natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God for they are folly to him. And he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. So... Going all the way back to chapter 1, verses 18 through the end of that chapter, he's saying the wisdom of God that the gospel is foolishness to people who adhere to and follow the wisdom of men rather than the wisdom of God. And the reason why they do so is because they are the natural person. They are physical. They do not discern the spiritual things. He says they're not able to understand them. Because they are spiritual. There are things that we can't simply know because of the wisdom of, of men. In order for us to know and to understand spiritual things, that wisdom, that knowledge, it has to come from God. And so if we rely solely upon the wisdom of men, we cannot possibly discern the spiritual things of this world. And then in verse 15, he says, The spiritual person judges all things. They're able to discern between the wisdom of men and, and the wisdom of God. He says, But it is himself to be judged by no one for who has understood the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him. 
but we have the mind of Christ. And so here, again, him kind of concluding this discussion of, of contrasting the wisdom of men with the wisdom of God, how, of course, through the wisdom of God, as he there in chapter 1 and verse 21, through the wisdom of God, it pleased him by the, by the foolishness or the folly of what we preach to save them, of course, that would believe. Him concluding this discussion, how we need to be, of course, looking for not the wisdom of men, not leaning upon and trusting the wisdom of this world, but rather trusting the wisdom of God. And that was the wisdom that he gave to those in Corinth, and they received it as he was emphasizing there in this passage. They received it not from men, but they received it from the Spirit of God. And so we always need to rely upon the wisdom of God rather than our own wisdom, rather than what the rest of the world thinks and what the rest of the world is teaching, to rely upon what God says, to rely upon what the Spirit of God has revealed to us, of course, through uh, His holy and inspired Word. I thank you for your time here today. We're going to pick up, we'll stop there, and we'll pick up in chapter 3 on Monday. But thank you so much for your time and for your attention, and please come back as we continue to look at uh, the book of 1 Corinthians.